Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome once again to the Leeds That Podcast. I'm Paul and today I'm joined by Rocco. Hello. How are we doing? Uh, not bad, thank you. Yes, um, it's the, the more and, and feeling all right. Pretty happy we didn't lose. Well, in this podcast, we did lose because we've got to talk about Brighton and we drew. So, yeah, we've uh, had a slight break from our recent routine due to football schedules and holidays and other things. So we're going to talk about Brighton and we're going to talk about Everton and then we're going to look forward to Brentford and uh, hopefully bring some points to the table that will uh, tell us exactly why we're going to win at this weekend, get things fully back on track. So first of all, uh, you you got a ticket in the season ticket lottery for Brighton. I did, yes. Miraculous. And how was Very your experience? Lucky. I had a good day, but um, yeah, it was disappointing. Um, but it was a good day down there, actually. Uh, good ground. Uh, Managed to find a parking spot on the top of a hill and not have to use the parking, which was good straight away afterwards. Yeah, um, you know, around the game because, yeah, just, just one of those days where it just didn't happen for us. Well, gonna... you recorded some clips whilst we were down there, so uh, let's get into them now. Made it to the Amex Stadium. Um, me and my friend Eric, who has come all the way from Japan just to meet me and be at the game today. Uh, we're in the media lounge enjoying a lovely, lovely curry. And I'm going to ask Eric now what he thinks as a trained football uh, analyst, what he thinks of the game today with no bias, Eric. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Eric John and currently I'm running my own like YouTube channel. Football of Europe, which is related to Asian football. Nice to meet you. And what do you think will happen today? Who's who's going to win? Uh, who's going to win? Yeah. Honestly, I guess Leeds going to win Brighton about two one or two two nil or two one. 
but I bet 2-1. Nice, that's good news. And um, I hear you're a big fan of Marcelo Bielsa versus the Damned United. Is that your favourite football book? Uh, yes, this is my, my favourite book. Actually, this is my first book of like British, uh, which is related to like British football. Right, the first and the best. Yes, first and the best. <laughs> Excellent news. Uh, good. Well, let's hope you're right with a two-one win. We'll catch up with you soon. Better start to the second half, getting on top of them a bit, but Melier's had to make his trademark one-on-one save. Still look a bit vulnerable, but better. Come on. Go. Foot save. Invincibles are no more. Played well enough to get a point, but we go again. Right, so yeah, like as you say, it sounded like a, a good day out, but unfortunately we just weren't at it. And I think having two games to review here allows us to think about the things that were said after Brighton and see whether we put any of those into place in the Everton fixture. So um, Jesse Marsh felt that we went off piste um, mm. on Saturday in how we responded to their game plan. And um, that's what caused the particularly below our season standard first half. Um, and then in the second half, basically they scored when we were having our best period of the game, didn't they? Yeah, that's it. Those, yeah, they were interesting comments. Then. Um, you know, I didn't really know what to... I, it sort of damaged my confidence a little bit because wondering... Like if the players are going off piece, like why they're doing that, you know, is, is the authorization, uh, the authority, or uh, respect of of them, or is it just taking them out for a for a bad performance? Yeah, bit weird, bit weird. But um, last second half, they were miles better. Um, just just a bit unfortunate not to score. And then yeah, the the leads that thing when they score with their pretty much their only attack of the second half. They did, yeah, they missed a one-on-one as well, but yeah, and, and that kind of drew a line under it. Really, I, I think Brighton's going to be a tough place to go. They're going to get a lot of points at home, particularly. Um, they know how they play. They're set up well. They're drilled well. You wouldn't say that they have any outstanding individuals. In that, that doesn't mean that they're not outstanding players. It's that like, they don't literally don't stand out from the other. They are a unit that are drilled in what they're meant to be doing yeah yeah i mean they didn't look you know anything special to me i, I didn't particularly well i thought it was a game between two teams that, that weren't really at it they chances and and a header in the first half you know the, from a free kick that was um but yeah they, they didn't look any better than leeds you know the, the match you know, with the fact that Leeds didn't play their best and still, you know, could could have got a result today. Um, yeah, it made me feel like we're not that far away from Brighton, who you know, it's in a, a really good season for you know top half, in the top half, but they're certainly you know favourites to be up there. So yeah, no, I, I think it's the defeat of the season. I, I, I think it was 
acceptable. You know, it wasn't it was oh, horrific. It was just just yeah, just disappointing. And it's funny because the Tuesday night results give a little bit of context to a range of fixtures that we've mm. had already because Southampton came from behind at home to beat Chelsea, which either makes you say that our point at Southampton wasn't bad or our <laughs> win against Chelsea wasn't as good as we thought it was. And <laughs> Fulham beat Brighton, which yeah. tells you that maybe losing at Brighton was really bad or maybe Fulham are not as bad as we thought they were going to be. Um, but Fulham narrowly lost at Arsenal having been in front in that game. There's still, it's a very young table. It's a very young table. There's only five games in. A lot of the transfer window isn't short, which is something we could talk about um, when we've covered the Everton game. Yeah, it's still that early shakeup and, and you getting points on the board is, is really important. And we managed to do that. So do you think, I mean, I don't think Diego Lorente doing a step over with both feet to let, to let, God through a goal is uh, necessarily going off the plan, but I don't think it was the plan. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely off piste. Uh, it's just annoying. It, it it seems to happen to Lorente now. Um, sort of, I think we sort of know what he is, Lorente. Um, you know, he's got that in him now. We can say that for sure. Um, yeah, I, I think a few people thought he as well, and. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think he's maybe has had a bit of an up and down start. What he is, but yeah, just prone to, just prone to doing things. You know, you could say that then. You know, you don't see other defenders doing that. You know, his body shape may have been a bit awkward. I just ask myself why now. You know, it's like that header against Brighton. You know, well, bringing it towards goal. I mean, that it's a massive chance, and I, I don't even know how he's got his body in that position. You know, yeah, he's not conventional, is he? Well, I, I mean. Skipping massively forwards to the second half, I don't know if this is his fault or Click's fault, but the, the only time we beat the first man with a corner, and he's he's got a free header, oh, and there's, a, there's just a, a lack of communication in that moment because it's the only time in the game we've. But you only need one or two set pieces to come off perfectly. I mean, the conversion rate of set pieces is is stupidly low, really, across everyone, but. That I don't know. I don't know where to. Is it bad luck? Should there be blame attributed? I'm sure that they'll have a good chat about that in uh, before. Uh, yeah, I, I completely blame Lorente. I was going mad. You know, he he saw it all the way. You know, they just barge click out of the way, or at least shout. You know, I would have. They didn't communicate because I, you know, they were that close together that click would have heard him giving him a. Yeah, and, and he it, needed. Yeah. He needed a Diego's, but didn't come to exactly. it. So weird, isn't it? It's so weird because he can look such a classy defender, and then at times you go, "Oh, oh yeah." <laughs> I think he's important, like for for the way Marsh wants making the lines. You know those vertical passes. Lorente's he might be one of the best doing that at times. You know he's, he's really good at drilling a low ball into midfield or through midfield. So yeah, he'll be. Impo- I'm sure that Marsh will want him in the team, you know, for that as much as anything else. And then just has to be up to scratch. On the whole, it is. And you know, like you said about ego previously, you know, we're not going to get a complete defender, you know, for for where we're at. I think we you, just maybe I just have to accept his little flaws. Do you think Everton have made signings that show 
that they appreciate where they're at. Because when you can put out a system where you've gone for Cody and Tarkovsky and you've signed Dwight McNeil mm-hmm. and it's they've spent almost more than anyone over uh, uh, in their net spend over the last several years. And this year they've seemed to have churned it into a well, like last night, we've got to grind out points. He he set them up. He's Frank Lampard is delighted with that point. He's claiming a tactical masterclass. He switched to a back four deliberately. It wasn't to do with injuries that they had at the weekend. They deliberately switched that, which is ironic because Connor Cody had to leave Wolves because he only plays in a back three. <laughs> but what are you setting yourself up for as Everton with that? I mean, mm. I w- if I was an Everton fan, I would be screaming lack of ambition because I know that our owner has probably com- come out and said, I think we will finish between 10th to 14th. But their setup screams, I'm trying to be Burnley. Can we please finish 17th? Yeah. And, and, uh, is, it all, is, it, is it just because of money? I don't know. Obviously, got the, you know, they've been on the brink of the financial fair play. They've been miles over the line, apparently. But I don't know if it's, if it's about that. But yeah, you know, proven not to be able to score in the Premier League. And, and he's, he's going to keep them up. Um, I don't know. They didn't, I mean, they didn't look. I mean, they were they were crap last night. You know, they were awful to watch. But I think there's some play in there. Yeah, I feel like they could be better than they are, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I think our game plan definitely didn't involve what happened in the first half, and then it enables them to put men behind the ball and time waste. So four minutes injury time in the first half doesn't often happen. Uh, neither does three at the end of the second half. And I think a lot of people have said afterwards. They could have given us till midnight. It it might not have made a difference. Um, but now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help. From fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. 
Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. It was frustrating. They, these teams come and play this brand of football against us. I, like, I, I had to watch it on the telly last night and I wasn't as frustrated as it seems looking at everyone's reactions were inside the ground. Yeah. Just, just how annoying was it? Oh, I was it was hugely annoying and but I must admit like the, the crowd because they they were giving Everton nothing, you know, and, and it became a battle between, you know, what they could get away with. Yeah, and then, you know, the Leeds fans, you know, you know, baying for blood at the time wasting, as they should. And then the referee in the middle. You feel like he it's him against the crowd, you know. I, I just feel like when when Leeds ref a ref knows it and he and he you know, he, he overcompensates in the other way. And I, I think he's an Everton player, you know, and he kept doing that thing where he holds his watch up and, and points, you know, he stopped the clock. But, you know, that's not how it works. You know, you don't take for can take as long as he wants. You know, you, you have to do something about it, especially when it's in the first time. It was absolutely ridiculous, to be honest. But um, I, it probably wasn't the worst we've seen. And Everton weren't feigning injury every every second it was um, the first half, like Gordon, the first thing he, he punched a ball away into touch at one point <laughs> and wafted it away with his hand. And BT said that they the counted the previous two times out of play. Everton had taken 25 and 38 seconds to, to restart it. Cody went down with a routine head injury when uh, Gellhart, you know, punched him in the face. There, it was Adding it up, it, it was it was a bit daft, but it's it's all part of the way that they come and they want to back themselves. They do have the players to to nick things on on the break and uh, prove that too early. But we, I think, in the first half particularly, well, we did create clear cut chance. The first the Harrison cross in for Rodrigo. He the the reason he wasn't a little bit closer is that the defender had given him a really a really big shove back. If you watch the chance, he got pushed away like as the you do when you jostling in the box. So he had, I think that that push, which it isn't a foul, it isn't a penalty, but that is the excuse I'm giving Rodrigo for being two yards off a tapping, and then. Just like I know, some people are saying that Pickford injures opponents, and I was desperately trying to make that my narrative, but it was just a absolute freak one, uh, really, for for Rodrigo, and that didn't didn't help things. Um, it might have helped our push in the transfer market, but that's a that's another question. Um, how do you think Gelhart performed? I thought something, you know, he was always likely to make something happen. And I thought it's... I think we saw in Bamford coming on what what this system needs in terms of that manta. Have a target. He's not a target man out and out, but he is the target. And therefore, the ball sticks and his control is is excellent. Most of... It was coming back, you know, from... it, It looked... He didn't look look fit, which is why he came on for a cameo. But yeah. um, I, st- I, we have a lot of hopes pinned on him coming back and being able to play from the start this season. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm between all the time to be honest. Like sometimes I think we just need to to have a striker um, knows how to play the role um, in the in the case where Bamford and and Joffe are injured. I know Bamford can't be relied upon to be fit. 
but we've got them already and they're not going anywhere and we've got Gelhart. I mean, one of the reasons for replacing Bielsa, you know, was apparently the, the injuries and the amount of injuries we were getting because of his training methods. And and if, you know, part of the remarching is to, you know, ease that so that we don't get as many injuries, then like, surely and is that we should at least have one of those three available at all times, which isn't asking a lot. You know, you shouldn't need four strikers for one position. Um I'm just a bit wary of, of of overfilling the squad, but again, I, I said this last season, and it and it messed us up. So I don't know. I just realised that I dreamt that we signed a really, really old school striker, but as in like someone, someone from the '90s. So it wasn't realistic, but it was like someone to have around as a who was a coach, but could wear a pair of boots if we were completely injured, <laughs> like Robles for up front, Robles. Exactly, an up-front Robblers. So there you go. <laughs> right, I think we haven't mentioned many of the new players, so let's just do a quick run run through um, yeah. of, of how they perform. So, Tyler Adams, James says, future leads captain, go. Uh, I thought he was excellent. thought he's been had a great start, actually. He looks really good. Every stop, yeah, tick. He was unfortunate because he got booked for time wasted. Uh, <laughs> he got booked, booked for blocking them, taking a quick free kick. There's a lot of irony there, but that it doesn't um, it doesn't stop his game, but it stops a bit of the intensity of it because obviously he plays on the edge of a crunch, so it it didn't stop him disrupted, but it definitely uh, meant that he couldn't be quite as the enforcer as previous so yeah uh rocker my friend yeah, yeah st- still doing very well um i'm happy with it yesterday good to see him play 90 minutes and um getting stuck in as well the dirty side um yeah he's good i think sort of the, the culture of the two midfielders and when we've got the ball at the back and there's you know two banks of four and uh, you know he's there to be a bit more adventurous to try and try and openings for us I think yeah maybe a, a bit safe a bit too much but hopefully that'll just come with and settling into the league uh, Rasmus I've purposely not spoke about Rasmus really this season because I just I can't see him coming he, good are you giving him are you trying to give him a chance or are you trying to avoid putting him on your I, list I, yeah a, a bit of both really um, I, I thought against Brighton he he did okay I thought it was probably his best game and Yesterday might have been his best game again, um, but you know he still got turned times like horribly by Gordon. Well, uh, it doesn't look dangerous going forward. But then I thought in the second half when he had his little Barney, he actually looked really good for a spell. So maybe he just needs that bit of fat, um, you know, bit of adrenaline running through him to to make him tick. Yeah, I um, I'm, I'm I'm not convinced by him. Aronson, I, I, I'm going to put this to you. I think we've seen why he would come to us and wasn't ready for a, a team that were aspiring slightly higher up the table. And I think it's to do with decision-making. Yeah, possibly. You, you might be... Yeah, that the, the one that springs to mind was the Brighton um, chance. I think it was at one that, to nobody when he should have shot. Um, and yeah, there's a few times where he, whether he doesn't look up or yeah, he just chooses the wrong option. I really like him. I, I'm really impressed with with how good he is with the ball at his feet. I think he's, he's I think he's going to be brilliant for us. 
I wanted to say before I get accused of being anti-American that I'm saying I think he is a, a brilliant, talented player, and I think it's that element of his game that, as we see improve, will mean that he <laughs> has aspirations beyond what we are currently at in the table if we have not elevated at the same pace with him. So that's my uh, my note to add to that. Um, and then Sinistera. Yeah, I like him. He he looks he looks really impressive actually. He's yeah, his first touch is excellent. You know, he can swivel and beat a man in in you know, I I didn't think he got on the ball enough yesterday. I, I, you know, everything was going to Harrison, who I thought struggled a bit. I, I didn't think he had his best game. Um, but it's because he was, yeah, we sort, sort of seemed to always play with one wide and, and one more central. And was was always coming inside, but just not getting the ball enough. Uh, his fault, I don't think. Um, but yeah, got the goal. Um, looked really good. I him off um whether it's you know fitness thing a player that was going to do something you know he, he looked i thought he looked great i've got two responses to you for that first of all i think the harrison thing i think he had a i think he had a decent game i think they were just they were just putting two three players every time it got out to him and mm. harrison's only ball there where he's cornered is to strike and yeah. this system this system's designed for the for the overlap i mean Alioski would have been uh, brilliant in this system in in that regard. Um, Dallas would do it better um, and would be playing there if if he was fit at the moment. And that's no knock on strike because he's done well at times in that position. But um, it's it's notable as well. Just harking back to what you said before that they still chose to attack down the sides with, with our right back rather than the side yeah. of the left back. But I think that's possibly what stunted. So I'll give Everton some credit there. I'm happy to. And now I'm going to take it away. Do you know what he said afterwards? <laughs> Lampard, he said, they've equalised with a scuffed shot. No, we didn't. He did him with his eyes. Yeah. And he's like, that is, that is ridiculous. But, you know, fair enough. So I think big things come from him. It was that turn in the first half where he did a little flick through his legs and went. Yeah. He should have probably had a yellow for that because he, he had it his shirt again. Um, but, He's showed glimpses because he's come in. People are going to expect him to do what Rafinha did. And that's not like Tyler Adams said, I'm not Calvin Phillips. And other people have probably already gone, no, actually, in this system, you're doing more than we needed. For Ty- Calvin Phillips was the pinnacle of the Bielsa system. But yeah. Tyler Adams is doing that uh, an equivalent within a different system. And more effectively than we felt Phillips may have been able to do at times. So, yeah, it's not fair to put that weight onto him because he's not going to be exactly Rafinha. But touches like that aren't going to harm him because that that was the kind of thing that people saw and across his performances so far. Hopefully we've got some player there. Yeah, and two goals and two starts. That is it. No, it's brilliant. So what what are your final thoughts on the Everton game? We'll do a... We'll do an MVP across the two games because I okay. forgot again, James. <laughs> um, final thought from Everton. Yeah, I think it was just we didn't lose um, and I'm pleased with the second half performance. Sort of kept, yeah, we're, we're really good in the second half. And yeah, as, as, as much as the style of, you know, sort of bunching everyone in the middle and, it, and it's all a bit chaotic, sometimes, and I did like it last night and, you know, the way we're, battling and winning the ball back 
and, and getting on top of them. You know, it, it was great. Yeah, you know, that's what I want to see. So, um, yeah, let's give her two dropped points. It's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think we're moving in the right direction. Well, on the predictions league, because we, we didn't get to discuss a prediction for, for Everton, you, you had a draw. So, yeah, well you're not looking so rosy moving on towards uh, Brentford. You've gone for a defeat at Brentford. Uh, James has gone f- for a draw and I've gone for a defeat. I thought we'd beat Everton. How that, That's where I thought I was getting our first win of the season. So, shows me. I'm going to give Sinistera the man of the match because uh, I think he... I think it's important to get goals coming into a team and scoring on your Premier League debut of like from the start is uh, is to be applauded. So he's got to be really important for us this season, and I think he did super well. So looking to Brentford, that was that was a prediction before the season started. Brentford have been a bit of a draw specialist. I think they've they've uh, got a point less than us. They've won one game, drawn three, so they've only had one defeat as well. Um, what are your thoughts? Looking into the weekend, do you still think it's going to be a tough one to get anything out of? I'm I'm feeling quite hopeful. Um, I think we can beat them. I, I reckon that we go there feeling on there last season, seeing of our great escape. Um, for, yeah, I feel like we can do them. I don't. I mean, it's it's Brentford. You know, they're not, but they're dangerous. And Tony will be a handful. Um, but yeah, no. If we go there and we play well, there's there's no reason to think that that we can't win. Really disappointing to lose, really. I'd, I'd probably take a draw. Well, yeah, I, th- I think a lot of Leeds fans would take a draw at this point in time. It's going to be a different challenge to the fa- one that we faced uh, last night. Um, probably more intense than the one that... Uh, hey, their win was that big win against Manchester United. Other, other than mm. that, they haven't won this season. Um, it, the, as I say, the, it's just... There's no consistency yet in the league other than Manchester City being very good and Arsenal beating a lot of teams that they should have beaten. Um, beyond that, it's pretty inconsistent. So we'll go there in. I think we'll go there in good spirits. I think we'll go there well prepared. Hopefully, well, let's have a, a final word really before we do our final word. Just on the transfer window, we're recording this on Wednesday morning, so there's sort of I don't know 36 hours of this window left. Are we going to do anything? I feel like we might go for that Juan guy. Um, I, I don't think in talked about that. You know, Jesse's said that he wants him. Um, you know, he's he's been a top target from the start, you know, which makes me think he really wants him and he's making a point of pretty sure Wolves have just signed someone who plays in that position. If I I think we'll I think we will do it. Um, what's your final word? I'll tell you mine so that you don't have you can have some thinking time. Mine is Thank satisfied. You. I'm satisfied with the start um, and and I can see that there's plenty more to come. So I, th- I think most Leeds fans would have been satisfied with eight points at this stage, but what we do next is really important. And I'm going to go with content. <laughs> exactly the same reasons. Now, I, I do think it's been a good start and, and apart from the points total, I think this has been good enough to, to give us hope and belief that, that we can be decent this season and table um I, I, I don't see any reason why we can't and, and shouldn't be so it's good it, it's all good going to Brentford um finish on a high there and we can we can all be happy well brilliant I'll uh, I'll take your enthusiasm into the Brentford game fingers crossed for three points have a good week we'll be back to you after the Brentford game take care
Social Podcast Network.